Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, with this episode of Outstanding Life Podcast, and I am in North Carolina right now with the guys from Off Access Paint, the guys that paint the helmets for all the celebrity NASCAR drivers, BMX bikers, motocross guys and girls. Are there motocross girls, too? Of course. There are. We just haven't painted for any of them yet. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So we got we to make Ladies. that happen. So I can't <laughs> believe this. Just two months ago, guys, I was sitting in this room right here on your podcast, and you called me a week later, Greg, and said, you need to have your own show. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. I'm too busy. And here we are two months later, and I have multiple podcasts I think I, I think we're up to twelve or thirteen now. That's killing it. Over three million listens. How do you feel sitting back in the seat where it all started? I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> it, 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 it and it's just so it, it, it's kind of weird because like all this like technology that is so small. You're like, hey, I brought everything, and I go, so did I in my suitcase. That's so cool, man. It I'm, is so cool. I mean, I'm sitting. We're sitting here with four of us here, just hanging out after hours. So you guys really do actually. We don't work. really have after hours say, this here. Is, this is, around, this is, <laughs> this is normal time. hours. This yeah. is lunchtime? Yeah, yeah pretty much. I, I mean, the, the coolest thing in the world is what you guys do. I mean, you guys have literally helmets that went to the White House. This is true. Yep. Donald Trump is a uh, a member of Team Off Access now. <laughs> that, is, that is so funny. I mean, guys, let, let's just start. You know, how did you get into the, into the business of uh, of painting helmets, guys? You, you want to start with you guys' story first, or we all, yeah. I don't know. We all have very, well, very different. Painting, yeah. I know. <laughs> okay. As far as the painting helmets go, that's more. Yeah, because so, you're the one who actually went out with a race team, and yeah. So I started it. So me now. Me is Greg right Greg, now. Greg yeah, is talking Greg's right now because yep. remember this Greg, isn't video. Noel's me. like, yeah, you. Well, yeah. they don't know who you is. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm pointing slightly to my northeast. Greg Stump, <laughs> Noel McEwen. That's me. Stuart Ellis and me. So that's and me. Uh, that's just three of us of our uh, five or six person team here. So yeah, it's it's not all of us, but uh, some of them do have wives and kids, and they go they go home on time. So you just that's didn't nice. have enough microphones for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fit them all in. So um, or you sent them to Lowe's. Oh, we, sent them to Lowe's. <laughs> we did send one guy to Lowe's just now. So what are you guys about to do? Uh, nothing. We're just gonna talk to Johnny in the conference room, and you're gonna go to Lowe's. That's it's a, it's an hour away. Meeting, big meeting happening <laughs> while it's raining. <laughs> <We're> yep. Yes. <laughs> So probably back in like 2000, I don't know, eight, 2009 ish, maybe uh, I worked for a race team for a while straight out of high school. And uh, I just figured out that, um, you know, I always loved artwork. I'd, I had airbrushed for years and, um, and that's where I met Noel. We we went to high school together. So we've, oh. we've yep. always uh, worked together. I think we're going on like 17 years. We've, we've been airbrushing together. So like literally we've, We've hung out and done more projects probably than like our own families hung out with it. Like we're pretty much brothers, I'd say by this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and the cool thing about that is that when we start a project or, or we used to do like murals in schools or hospitals, um, all this other stuff, we got so good that um, you know our styles could kind of mesh with each other. And if right. we, if we did a giant wall that was you know thirty forty foot long. 
you couldn't go in and you know say, oh, Noel painted this, Greg painted this. We we could we could blend pretty well. I, I'm not near as good as an artist as he is, so I'm not gonna say it completely blended. But um, <laughs> you know, we got we got really well what we did. Uh, we worked and we painted some T-shirts at theme parks and uh, a million things. But um, I'll let him tell that whole story. <laughs> uh, so painted T-shirts yeah. at theme parks. Yeah, you can tell all about that because that's that's Noel's bread and butter. He loves. So, doing did that. you guys have the same art teacher then? We did in high school. Yeah, yeah Matt okay. Locke. Yeah. Uh, so that guy is. We honestly, we probably wouldn't be here doing this. We'd probably be doing like a, some desk job or like. Still working I'd be wearing at a theme goth park. Painting at t-shirts all. at a theme park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd not be wearing goth paint at a at an art institute or something if it wasn't for if it wasn't for him. So. Yeah, so this guy is like awesome. We we pretty much owe all of our art uh, credit and, and even business credit to him because we we probably even wouldn't even know you could make money of this if it wasn't for him. He would he would kind of bring us on these jobs, we'd go paint elementary schools or whatever and um you know, being a junior in high school, going to make money like that, you know, in the summer is, is a pretty good job. So you get to do something you love and you get paid for it, which was amazing, you know. So if it wasn't for him, we, we definitely wouldn't Have be you here. guys been back to thank him? Yeah, many times. Yeah. 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 So No, we'd, we'd, we'd be going back to the school. I mean, after, after we've graduated, we'd be going back to the school and like, you know, seeing how he's doing, seeing how, you know, what what up and comers or we still do. I, I went back to Missouri like three weeks ago. I, we still went into the high school and really hung out. Yeah. Yep. So we're, we're still good friends with them. So Greg, what's your forte when it comes to art then? Because the three of you totally have just, just like you said, three totally different styles. Yeah. That's the nice thing. You know, not just the three of us, everyone in the shop kind of has their own style and, mm-hmm. and, and their own strong suit. So when someone comes in and orders a helmet, we can literally do, Anything, I think. I don't think there's been one job that's come in that we were like, now we can't handle that. You know, at least someone in the shop will tackle that project and they will and they will probably knock it out of the park. You know, yeah. so that's what's cool. But um, I think my my kind of role in the business now is probably I design a lot of the stuff on the computer. Okay. Um, it takes a lot of different style of art doing computer art. So I know what these big companies look for and. Um, design wise, you know, I know what they want to see on TV and stuff. Right. So I'll design everything. I'll do the whole business part of, you know, bidding the jobs and everything. And then once it comes in and it's finalized, then I'll pass it on to one of these guys who I think is the best for the job. And people don't realize that uh, how much that it's not just about how cool it looks for the driver, Yeah, but there's so much money on the line when it comes to sponsors and stuff like that, that want to be seen. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, a new sponsor that comes into the sport, they might not think a big thing of it you know they might just oh it's a helmet whatever yeah but honestly um you know the in-car camera the the seat covers half the helmet you know so it might look good on paper of the design i draw but um you know sometimes they want to move stuff around and i say well you if you move that in, that logo three inches lower <laughs> you know you're missing out on you know whatever millions of people are going to see that on tv right. you know so there's a lot of stuff to a lot of moving parts you want to make it look as cool as possible but there's a lot of guidelines and, and rules i try to throw in there too to, to make sure that their logo is best represented on the helmet, I guess. And Noel, what is your forte then? Um, I'm music. pretty much... He does the music, <laughs> music. in the shop. Air, yeah, air, yeah. Air guitar, not, not, air wait a second. Whistling and, uh, now, one thing that, that you do during yeah. your podcast, be, before we even get started, <laughs> is, is you always do some sort of music in the beginning. So I'm kind of bummed that I didn't get no like music intro for my podcast. So you can go ahead and start that now. We can edit that later. Okie dokie. <laughs> Put me on the spot here. Are you a? Are you like a? 
Western Swing fan? Or are you a... Well, what do you think? I mean, you guys just got done making an incredible guitar for me, and you can't get any more country than what you guys just did for me. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, I mean, I can, you know, I could. At first, I was thinking, well, let's do Happy Trails or something like that. But then Stuart brought up the Blazing Saddles theme, and (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I can. Look, he's blushing. Right, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is just pure talent. Noel's more of an in-the-moment type of singer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean. So we'll just go into talking about you, and then and then while you're in the middle of talking about, like, your background and stuff with art, and all of a sudden you're going to start, like, I'll, busting I'll be, into I'll be, a rap. I'll, yeah, I'll be getting into, like, the darkest time in my art life, and then all of a sudden just be, like, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody or something. And <laughs> So you got your start, then, uh, painting what? Uh, I first... Like, as far as doing artwork for money, I started doing caricatures out at Silver Dollar City, which is in Branson, Missouri. That's little, a uh, little theme park there. 1800s themed yeah. theme park, by the way. Like, your new guitar would go perfect <laughs> at this place. <laughs> Where you're not allowed to have your cell phone or watch on because that's technology they didn't have back then. Yep. Wow. It's very... just, just like an airbrush, you know, because they had airbrushes back then. Because you <laughs> could use those and get away with it. You just had to blow into the tube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah, pure uh, air power there. But um, yeah, so I started doing caricatures back in 2000. And uh, I did that for a few. I, yeah, I did that for a few years. And then um, after I graduated high school is when we started doing murals at our like elementary school, like our local schools. Yeah. Elementary school, middle school. Um, that's when me and Greg really first started working together, um, doing the murals first and then doing the helmets and stuff came later. But, and then I started doing airbrush t-shirts out there as well. You know, really living that, uh, <laughs> that on, you know, on the strip, you know, like, uh, what is it? Uh, like Destin, Florida, Pensacola beach, like yeah. shirt shop places. And yeah, I was thinking Daytona. Or, yeah. 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 Better yet. And, yeah. uh, Wait, 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 we did, we worked in Missouri at a t-shirt shop, but we did paint beach scenes on Yeah, t-shirts. we did paint at the most <laughs> landlocked yeah. state. Like, I have so, no idea. Like, you take a vacation to Branson, Missouri, and you want a beach scene on your t-shirt. It's like spring break, 2008, Branson, Missouri. I love Palm it. Palm trees. Yeah, and then, like... Um, so how did you go from painting t-shirts to helmets? Well, it was just kind of something, it was just basically another, still using airbrush and everything, but it was just another, just another way to make money, basically. I had uh, started working with a uh, motorcycle shop, custom paint shop uh, back in Missouri, and they, you know, you do helmets, you do basically a helmet for every bike you do, and um, so I got lots of practice that way. Of course, I mean, there wasn't anything like sponsorship on these, you know, there's no... You know, there's none of that going around. There's a bunch of skulls and flames and Tasmanian devils. Tasmanian <laughs> devils, yeah. Our teacher, our teacher painted some in the back of the room. Like he would like kind of hobby, like paint the local short track racers too, because he liked okay. racing too. So like, gotcha, right? He, yep. uh, you know, we would see him do those helmets in the back, and that kind of like yep. caught our eye, I guess. But it was never okay. like we could do this as a career type right, thing right. back then, you know. Yeah, it never dawned us at the, at the time, you know, but then. Like, you know, you start seeing like the checks that these people write you when you're do the uh when you're doing the murals and everything, it's like, well that's you know, let's 
you know, do more of that. And then once you start doing the bigger names in the, in the racing industry, it's like, well, this is just, yeah, you know, amazing. The, I mean, your work will bring tears to somebody's eyes. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it it almost has. Yeah. I mean, uh, (laughs) or or it has. Yeah. (laughs) Now, do you guys get just as affected by some of the helmets that you guys do? as the drivers, their families, and then even the fans. Cause I would, and what I mean by that is I, I've seen the, uh, uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt helmet, you know, yeah. that, that, yeah. uh, you did, uh, Dale senior in the back that uh-huh. just, I mean, blew everybody away. I mean, it, it almost looked like somebody actually did a graphic and then put it on the helmet, but you literally airbrushed it by hand. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. Like, does it, it it does because you know it means so much to who you're doing it for. I mean, and especially in the industry, it's like you're painting one of the greatest drivers mm-hmm. on the back of it. For, yeah, you better make it right for his grand uh, grandson. And you know, and, and I I just finished a, a helmet for uh, for Stewart, and he had his grandpa uh, painted on the back of it. And I mean, it it meant for for me, it was like. You know, you're doing like a memorial piece, mm-hmm. so you're you're putting everything, yeah, you know, everything into it, and you just want to get it just spot on, accurate, because you know, it's like you know, if it affects people the right way, you know, you'll get some tears and stuff. And yeah, it's, my biggest thing is when we do. Way, I can't. I obviously I can't do portraits like Noel does. I'm not. I'm not that good, but um, you know, so I'll do a bunch of like pictures and stuff like the like the collage stuff and. When you're sitting there, like the one I did for Kenny Wallace, I think it was the first one. I knew it was going to be for his last race, you know, right. so you know it's going to mean something. But you got all these old pictures of racing and you spend like 30, 40 hours painting this thing or more or whatever. Um, you know, so you get very invested in the time and you're sitting there just looking through every picture and, you know, putting them on piece by piece. Um, you know, so when you finally do get it to him and, you know, he's you know, about broken down because he's, he's reliving all these memories yeah. that you've just put on this helmet. And then to have him, you know, sit down and tell you the story about each one of them. It's like, it's the coolest thing ever. Cause you're, you know, you, you do have a lot of time invested in that thing and you get to, I mean, you get to see pieces of their life that a lot of people don't get to live every day. So yeah, I think that's the coolest part for me. So Stuart, yeah. when you got your helmet and Noel painted your grandfather on, on the back, did you tear up? Not really. I just knew the fact that when I took it to my grandma's house, that's when it would hit me yeah. because, you know, yeah, it was important for me, but, you know, that picture's always been like, you know, that's like our family's Dale Sr. picture. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, of course, I finally got to take it to her last Saturday, and she was like, just couldn't even talk. Yeah. She was like, you know, just like he's looking at me. She was like, he's got like every perfect scowl in his face and you know and it was like when we went down to daytona this year for the 500 and you know being on like the the sidelines watching people look at the helmet and like fans are crying over someone else's picture yeah and it's like you don't really realize like what a picture can do to somebody. It was amazing because I was there for the unveil. I mean, yeah. I, you guys were on on the uh, on the Chevy stage when when we did that, and it, and it was amazing. So your background, those people that are listening right now, you are a 
pinstriper. And yeah. I mean, and I guess the way that I call it, I call it like old school, but yeah. I, oh, I mean, yeah. I don't even know if you call it old school. Is it? I mean, it just, it looks it's old school to me. It's cool. Yeah. It's hip. It's, it's something that never goes out of, um, out of. Did you say hip? Hip. Cool. <laughs> Hey man, back in the '60s and stuff, that stuff was hip and cool, it was man. Jazzy, the jazzy, awesome. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's kind of coming back. That's why we, yeah, that's why we kind of looked for somebody like Stuart. Yeah. And when, we, when I mean, he actually came to us. I, I was looking, but uh, it's just kind of every artist has kind of came into the shop like it's meant to be. And Stuart definitely he fits the mold perfect here. So, what's your background, Stuart? Pretty much, um, you know, my family comes from. You know, drag race and stuff like that. So we've been in, you know, that type of motorsports. But, you know, most of my family has been more of the the mechanical side of it. Okay. Like, they can build a car from ground up. I can do most of it. But my thing was always, you know, with my grandma, she was the artistic one in the family. So she was always painting, like, landscapes and animals and stuff <laughs> like that and you know, but my thing was, yeah, I loved fast cars, but you don't get, okay, you see a primer gray Nova going down the track, and you're like, meh, whatever. Right. But you see the the hot rod black with the wild flames on it, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's me right there. And I've always watched the guy that done my dad's pinstripe work, always watched him and was just fascinated. And finally I was like, we'll see if he'll teach me. And he was like, yeah. Hand me a brush and a can of paint and said, have at it. I was like, you're not going to teach me? He's like, nobody taught me. <laughs> so pretty much just sat down with. How old were you? I think maybe junior in high school. Oh, really? You were young. And didn't really like, I just kind of fiddled with it here and there, you know. But I think after high school was when I was like, you know, let me try to see if I can't perfect this a little bit. And Were you always into art, though? Oh, yeah, always. You know, always you know, watching my grandma paint or, you know, which I'm sure like with like Greg and Noel, 90% of our schoolwork was doodles. <laughs> right. You know. Math notes were some of my best. Oh, yeah. Best artwork. You know, which, you know, unlike them, I never took art classes in school. <laughs> right. You know, so mine was always just either doodling on paper at home or, you know, in school, which I got in trouble for a lot. <laughs> but luckily for me, you know, my parents never pushed me like, oh, you need to quit. You know, you need to focus on this and be a doctor. You know, they're like, hey, if that's what you want to do and you're passionate about it, go for it. Right. So. Noel's uh, doodles were on math notebooks because mm -hmm. I took art one year yeah. and you couldn't take art one year in high school. <laughs> yeah, my, well, yeah, my junior year was spent not in art class. It was spent in math Re class. Retaking and, and math class. Were you guys good in school? <laughs> No. I mean, I was good in school. I mean, I didn't get in trouble or anything like well, that. I don't it's mean get in trouble. I'm oh, talking oh, about oh, grades. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get in trouble either, but my grades, I was just like. My, my, my grade, my math grades and like my science grades really suffered because of my just not interest. <laughs> because of my doodles. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, you, you would end up drawing not, not at, this is not math, but like science class or something. I'd end up drawing sketches of like what we were talking about, but I wasn't taking down definitions. I wasn't, you know, taking science notes. I mean, I took notes, but then I've got, you've got this like two inch margin on the left side of the piece of paper with the three holes that, 
didn't have anything on it. And Here he is, it was a full hydrogen <laughs> molecule fighting. A- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you guys get nervous when you start a new helmet, a new project? Like, like what I mean by by this is when I take the stage and I, and I get ready to to give a talk, or I even take the stage when you know interviewing the drivers. There, I I get a little bit of you know, I get nervous, but it's good nervous. Do you guys get nervous knowing that hey, I'm working for this client, it has to be perfect? Like, do do or do you just do it? I mean, I still get nervous just because I've only been doing this for like painting helmets for a year. Yeah. So for me, it's still you only been doing this a year. Well, just painting helmets. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I've I I usually only get nervous like if I'm doing something special, like like. Painting Aren't his grandfather. All? Well, no, I mean, I'm not saying they're not special, but something something that's special to the driver. Yeah. Like, you know, painting wrestlers on the back of John Hunter Nemechek's oh, yeah, helmets. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Or painting, Dale, yeah, or painting <laughs> Dale Sr. on the back of Jeffrey's helmet. I mean, they're all special, but they just mean something a little bit more to the driver. So, I'm, I mean, I'm nervous, but... I get nervous I, for him. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever screwed anything up where you had to like yeah, start I mean, all over? From from scratch, I not really just because I mean you can just cover over the mistake and okay. I mean, there's been some times where like I've, and this was way before where I knew anything about like good prep work or anything like that. Like, you know, I'll paint something and then some mistake will make it chip or, you know, not prepping it the correct way will make it chip or something. So, yeah, I mean, you got to start over then and go back through all that I don't think painstaking we've, we've work. ever had a helmet, like, close to flawless out the door, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I mean, t- to someone, like, that doesn't know what they're looking for, probably looks, you know, perfect. Right. But, you know, f- for us, we could probably go find 10 mistakes on every helmet. Guys, yeah, no, I was watching you today take... Um, the tape off a helmet, and that looks so stressful. And 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 I th- was thinking about this when you paint a house and you use the blue tape or green tape or whatever kind of tape, and you take it off. And if you take it off at the wrong time, you sometimes can pull the paint that you just painted off with the tape. Yeah. Does that ever it, happen oh when yeah. it paints when you, when you when you're painting helmets? Yeah, like some of the paint. <laughs> yeah, it just happened like <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it, it ha- yeah, it, it happens, you know, every other day. It's a real bummer. But I mean, and, you know, and sometimes it's like, like metal flake or something, something that isn't easily just touched up. It's, right. You know, whereas if we're just messing with like a, a solid color, you know, just a basic opaque color, you know, that's easy to touch up. We can just fix that little spot and everything but our biggest our biggest thing i think we're the we're good at because we used to paint t-shirts we, we had a boss back in the day i don't want to give him any credit because <laughs> no, i'm just kidding i like the guy he's fine but he he would always tell us you know if, if some kind of paint splattered on the t-shirt or the gun was clogged up something happened don't throw away that t-shirt figure out how to Use make it. something out of it, it. And, yep. and turn that into a starburst yeah or yeah. something like that so i <laughs> I think we never really got a chance to start over. We always had to kind of use our brains and, and figure it out. So if something like that happens in the helmet where something tape peels up or there's a smudge or something's on it, 
we kind of know tricks or something to turn that into something or, you know, mm. put a highlight or a shadow over it and, and, and make it right, I guess. We'll make it a happy tree for something. <laughs> yeah. So you guys do helmets. That That's what you're known for. That is. You guys do guitars because you just presented me with mine. That is flipping. I, I, I don't want to even want to put it out there yet because it's not <laughs> done. But, I mean, it, it's amazing. It looks sweet. What is what other things have you guys got to do? I mean, you're three totally different artists. You have three totally different like kind of fan base. Yeah. You um like have you got to paint anything that is like not helmet related or racing related? Oh, tons, yeah, oh, yeah. tons of stuff. I mean, you know, painting people's face, you know, drawing painting people's faces, t-shirts, walls, um, Wait, people will book you to go paint like at their house or? Uh, uh, I mean, I've yeah, like really, yeah, like well, um, I, I think the last one that I did at somebody's house was a nursery, and I did this right before my daughter. It was a week before my daughter was born, so I remember it pretty well. It was a nursery, and they wanted a uh, dogwood because we're it was back in Missouri, like with pink petals and everything. So yeah, like just something to spruce up a nursery, or you know, or do like happy, a happy trees. You were yeah, happy yeah. <laughs> or do a you know a team logo or something in some dude's man cave. I mean that's wow. Yeah, tons of stuff like that, or you know hospital walls. That was probably walls. the coolest thing ever. We we did when me and all. It was before we really painted helmets or had a, a career doing this. Um, we painted a lot of pediatric wards. Oh, you know, really? Like yeah. uh, children's hospitals, and honestly, that was the. It was a lot of work because it would be big and they can't really shut down hospitals, you know. Right. So we would have to work really fast and it would be like two weeks of just no sleep at all, you know. Wow. Like, or one of us would sleep and be like, okay, you're going to do this and I'll I'll sleep for four hours and I'll wake up and I'll do this part. And it was a lot of work. But honestly, the most rewarding thing ever, because we used to do these big trees like in the in like the waiting rooms and like the lobbies, I guess. And each kid, when they left the hospital, they would write their name on a leaf. And so oh, cool. um, when you go back like two, three years later and see all these, um, you know, leaves with kids name on it, it was yeah. like the coolest thing ever because, you know, they're in, in a crappy spot of their life, right. you know, having to spend weeks in the hospital and, and know that your artwork brightened up their day yeah, was, was pretty cool. And we would like design each room like a space themed room or a puppy dog room, yeah. beach, you know, whatever jungle room. Or- yeah. And, uh, and the kids got to pick which room they wanted to stay in. It was like the long term deal. So, you know, they got to spend two weeks in a, you know, a, a beach themed room. So that is so cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. And that was like the one thing, like if we didn't paint helmets, um, you know, that would probably be one thing we would, we would go back to doing cause it was, it was super rewarding. And I remember yeah. Stuart just a few weeks ago, we were in Darlington and I was interviewing you and you said that you have, Literally, pinstriped people's legs. Yeah, yeah. I've Fake done legs. a lot of <laughs> lot of prosthetics. You know, one guy, you know, lost both his legs, and you know he, you know, had full tattoos with on his legs, and he was like, you know, I feel like I don't have that part of me anymore. So he was like, if I give you a picture of my tattoos, can you just like pinstripe them on there? I was like, yeah, dude, bring wow. them on. And it was. It was cool, but when I went and picked him up, I was like, you know, I'm going to get these back to you as soon as possible. Oh, no, you're good. He goes, I got spares. (laughs) And I was like, okay. So, like, you know, as I'm driving home, I got him in the passenger seat. Well, I'm like, okay, well, it's 5 o'clock. I'm going to stop and get something to eat. So I just go through the drive-thru. 
And the woman in the drive-thru just looks in and she goes, are those yours? <laughs> and I guess because the the car I was driving at the time, you couldn't really see from like mid-thigh down. And I was like, no. She was like, well, why do you have those? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't that's know, but if probably, you see the guy crawling around, you may want to. You know, that's probably the. the rust is in the trunk. Yeah. So Could you imagine the, being pulled over and the cops like, looking yeah. at you going, <laughs> His spare parts are in the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm building a bionic man. <laughs> if you guys w- weren't doing this for a living, how would you think you'd be making your... I don't know. I've been asked that question a lot of times. I honestly don't know the answer to it. I'd probably be doing something like video production or something like that. I enjoy oh, that cool. part. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know, man. I'd be really screwed right now. What would be... What would be <laughs> no, how about you? What, what do you think you'd be doing? I'd be working for Lucasfilm. <laughs> yeah. That no that that was that was my dream job before I had an airbrush put in my hand and was like, well, this is a very good way of making money. Like I I did I did my entire senior class T-shirts. We didn't order them from Jostens or anything. We ordered they we just had me paint them and um they ordered from McEwen's. Yeah, from yeah from McEwen's <laughs> exactly. Not the not the Scottish ale. Um. But yeah, I I'm such a big Star Wars fan. I'd like a lot of the my math notes and stuff was like <laughs> concept art from just crap that I was thinking up and um yeah, that 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 would exactly I'd be doing that. How about you, Stuart? Honestly, it would probably have to something along the lines in the automotive industry. I mean, either, you know, cuz before here Always worked in body shops and, you know, where I was working before, I was working at a local brewery. And so it would either be just... You, you were know, making be between, beer or yeah, serving beer? Both. <laughs> yeah. Drinking it. <laughs> well, uh, well, speaking of drinking it and serving beer, how do you guys keep it fresh? What? Not we the beer. It, we keep it in the fridge. We keep it in the fridge. <laughs> the kegerator. All, like, all can decide... I mean, because you have done so many helmets and you do hundreds and hundreds of helmets a year. How do you guys keep it fresh? Mm. New designs and a hip. You I know, think that's uh, the coolest part about our shop. Like I said, you know, we have five guys that can do anything. And I think we all kind of feed off each other. You know, like it's we're always trying to top each other. And yeah. Not like in a, oh, I, you know, prove you wrong or something like but it's like a fun competitiveness yeah that and it's good like we can all like bounce ideas off of each other yeah yeah we're constantly like asking you know what do you think about this or what do you think about that some more than others yeah (laughs) is this like a nine to five job exactly but yeah like a 9 a.m. to 5 a.m. job. Yeah, like a.m. or p.m. and i bring that up because i mean you know that i know but for the listeners i mean you guys work from, I mean, you guys, I don't even know if you go to bed. I think me and Noel, like on a Sunday night, Monday morning, I got, we left here like 3 a.m. Monday morning and we came back at like 10 a.m. So it yeah, just, I mean, it just a, depends on the workload, it's honestly. A com- it's a commission-based job. I mean, it's not a, you know, it's not a salary-based job. So, I mean, the more you do, it's like the more you do, the more you make. But, I mean, we're also, you know, we paint for teams that, you know, we're, we're doing a few for Hendrick that they're doing Photoshop's at, I mean, uh, photo shoots, photo shoots, <laughs> photoshops. You know, they're doing photo shoots 
in October. So I mean, they need stuff. They need for 2019. So for next second, year. Yeah, for next year already. Yeah. So how do you how do you guys keep things quiet? Huh. Because obviously you guys know things about things that before they even happen because of things like photo shoots and stuff like that months yeah. and months and months beforehand. And oh, you guys we, have to get the corporate stuff on there. How, how tough is it to not? Tough. Well, we yeah. just don't, we yeah. just mislead people. Yeah. <laughs> I we mean, do that a lot. So you became good liars. In the, in the emails, like <laughs> yeah. we're pretty much sworn to secrecy, you know, like yeah. we're, we're one of the only people that get to know the corporate logos and stuff. So we can, we pretty yeah. much know where everyone's going you know, next season, but we have to keep it under wraps just like the teams do. So. Wow. It's a closed crazy. door policy. Closed yeah, door, door closes, yeah. it don't leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's just, uh, you know, all these big teams where we have good relationships with them from being working in North Carolina. Right. We're, we're right down the street from all these teams here. And, um, you know, they know, they know we're not going to say anything. So for the kids out there listening to this right now, Oh boy. That this you is where g- it gets serious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, be, here comes be, the C word. because you guys <laughs> just got done saying, that you guys are making a living doing what people told you not to do on your school papers Basically, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to What advice could you give these kids that, you know, Sam Bass said it perfect. He goes, Johnny, he goes, after all these years, I am still playing with crayons and yeah, making a living. Pretty much. And you guys are doing that with paint. Yep. What advice can you give these kids that are artistic? Because we are a different group of people. And I, and I throw myself in that, you know, just because I, I do it with words. We're creative people. You just have a different canvas. That's yeah, it. that's, that's it. it, you yeah. know. So I know that we think differently. We act differently. What advice can you give these kids? Because let me tell you something. I just did a, a couple episodes on on the podcast, and and um, it it got serious because kids are different. And... They get treated a little bit different when they do things that are not the norm. Oh, for and sure. sometimes artists, especially as kids, they get kind of like picked on and stuff like that because they are not like everybody else. Yeah. What advice could you give those kids right now? I mean, mine, you know, art was my outlet. You know, I was... Thank you for bringing that up, Stuart. I was hoping that you would. Yeah. You know, with me, I was, you know, it's weird now because I've outgrown it but i was the quiet nerdy kid like would not speak to anybody like had complete social anxiety so art was my outlet Mm -hmm. and you know then you get into the getting bullied and stuff like that so in my head drawing i didn't have to deal with it right and you know rather than sitting in class and hearing people pick on you you know and the same thing like we did at the shavy stage in darlington I can have 300 people in front of me. When I start, I nothing's around me. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you get you get tunnel vision. I, I mean, so, I saw. So you it. know that was always my thing was you know if you can find an outlet to where it makes you happy, continue to do it. Yeah, love it. Noel, how about you? Well, yeah, definitely. You know, just you know, doing what you enjoy, doing what makes you, you know, do what makes you happy, and I mean. Like Stuart was saying, you know, I was I was definitely the quiet, nerdy kid in school also. I mean, I didn't really have, you know, sports or anything like that. I mean, I was just too... He's the kid that brought his lunch, sat by himself every day. 
I watched it. Well, I, I, I sat with the. <laughs> I sat. I sat with the so other. So you still get kids picked like on by these guys. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, yeah. He's I, I with sat, the Klingons. I, 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 okay, I sat. I you know sat at the magic table. I sat. I sat Play at the magic at the table. Yeah, I sat at that table. I I had no interest in playing this game. I was just like. Oh, I was going to say, you know, the kids that sit there and play the magic cards, they didn't want to sit with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they. Yeah, no, they. I'm just kidding. No, I had a lot of friends no, at the I mean, high school. He's that's, good. I, well, I mean, I could, I mean, I could really get along with, you know, any kind of, you know, you know, the jocks or the nerdy kids or the chess club or the foreign language club or <laughs> the you know the debate cheer, club the debate hey, club or this is a funny story it's not serious at all but since you're <laughs> since you're listing all these clubs in uh in high school we have like picture day you know like everyone else and they're like they called all these clubs to like the gymnasium to take their group pictures right yeah. and uh i don't remember what teacher or class i was in but i would i might have a substitute i don't remember but every time they would call a club, I'd be like, yeah, I'm in that club. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the gym all day long or what, you know, two hours, whatever it takes to take all these club pictures. So in one of my yearbooks, I'm in every single club picture just oh. sitting in the background <laughs> and no one ever caught on, man. It was great. So that's why I'm you, pro- like, you probably really ticked the kids off that were in those clubs. Like, probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there was like club. enough kids that they just didn't He's not notice to be me. Wow. And so I just, and every, and one of the yearbooks, I'm in every club picture. It's awesome. That <laughs> is funny. <laughs> so Greg, what, what advice could you give somebody? I mean, you all have, have kind of a different story. Mm, yeah. Um, don't listen to your parents, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Did your parents really tell you not to do this? Kind of. Yeah. Like, really? I, yeah. I, my, I respect my parents a lot. Like yeah. they, they were never like, Oh, you're a loser. You're never going to amount to anything. I'm, it's not like a, a situation like that. Right. Yeah. But it was like, uh, hey, you're smarter than this. Like, you need to get a real job. And, you know, this is a hobby. It's a great hobby. You yeah. Know? I think that was kind of like my dad's exact words. And and now he's definitely like eating it. Like, he's came back and told me, like, what you've built is amazing because yeah. we basically built like this helmet empire here in North Carolina. And, you know, to pick up and move. 14 hours away to a state that I kind of knew nothing about and not really have a lot of friends out here. I don't don't think they fully understood the vision I had. And I think that's hard for artists because you see it in your head and in entrepreneurs too, you, you know exactly what you want, but it's all, it's kind of hard to get people on board with that dream sometimes until you've actually built it and improve it. So my, my thing has always been, don't tell me, show me. You know, yep. so if you're gonna do something, you can talk about it all day long. Yep. But until Amen. you actually do it, no one, it doesn't matter. You know. Did so you Did you play sports in school? Um, a little bit. I was actually the band nerd in <laughs> school. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So what did you play in band? I was in the. I wasn't really in band. I was in the drum line. That's two separate things. I want to make sure that's clear. <laughs> the drum is that, line is, is that cooler? The way the drum line's way cooler than the band. So I always played drums and and guitar and all that stuff. So I was in. I was in drumline until the until the art stuff really took off when I met Noel. Well, I think I met you like my freshman year, maybe something like that. So, um, yeah, because yeah, that would have been my. Dr- so I met Noel and our art teacher and got to be really good friends with both of them. And and then I pretty much just dropped band because I was like, this is way cooler and way more fun. Does music inspire you guys? Hundred percent. Yep. So you guys. I don't could- know if it inspires Noel. I mean, it, it does. It does. <laughs> well, here's what I mean. I don't. I don't hear music when when I walk into your shop. I don't hear like one 
thing being played. Because everyone has on headphones. Yeah. Because yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so you are. You you all listen to your own. Oh yeah. Deal. Well, Noel, Noel listens to it on the shop stereo, and then everyone puts on headphones. <laughs> yeah. So, Noel, what do you listen to then? Is it a bunch of like Star Trek? Oh, it'll go. It is the most broadest spectrum of music you will ever hear in your life. <laughs> Everything yeah, I mean, except I, what I listen to. I love how, is how what he honest everybody to. is in this room. Yeah. So, Noel's going to go walk and out of here. He can tell right? you who made it, when it was made, uh, who produced it. It's the most yeah, pointless I mean, knowledge ever up in that house. I mean, no, Noel's getting mad right now. Who He's the like, third string bassist was? I'm. I'm, I'm fixing to go through my list. <laughs> it's too long. He doesn't have enough uh, tape. It, yeah, it is too long. Um, the, uh, I mean, it, it ranges from like bluegrass. I mean, I, I was kind of <laughs> raised on like bluegrass and like 80s country, like Alabama, George Strait. Yeah, early all right. Stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, mainly because my dad, my dad had a bunch of LPs and stuff. He used to be in the Dillards, which are like a country bluegrass <laughs> band. Shout out. That, Shout out to the Dillards. Shout out to the Dillards. Yeah, just in case they're listening. Quit, um, quit name dropping, Noel. Yeah, I think only one. I think there's only one member left. Your dad. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's like I like bluegrass. I like older country. Um, What's your favorite rock song? And roll. Like country song? Yeah. Gosh. What's your favorite Alabama like song? My oh god. Um, <laughs> Hang on, I I, I know this. Yeah, he's gonna start it's, singing it. I, I, yeah, uh, probably uh, mountain music. Yeah, play or, me some mountain. Yeah, music. I mean just just the whole you know when they when they start playing and all you hear is that drum yeah that, that drum beat in the background. It's when it drops. When it drops, yeah. Johnny, have you ever been to Brant's, Missouri? Yes. Oh, oh man. Yes. So you know we're like I passed country music capital. <laughs> exactly. You didn't stop in. That's surprising that you wouldn't like a country music fan of like you wouldn't stop in and hang out there. I'm. I, well, I am from the south, the very southern part of Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's crazy is I'm the only one from North Carolina that works here. Yeah, <laughs> Isn't that funny? Else is from somewhere else. Yeah, that's yep. cool. So old country, old classic rock and roll. Um, yeah, I mean and. Like eighties, eighties metal, mariachi. Mar- yeah, I'd look. <laughs> like he just I, got excited. Dude, he's like, "Whoa!" His eyes I, got I, I real was, big. I was talking to Mike about this today. We were, you know, we've got kids, so we we watch the Disney movie Coco. Yeah. So I, as soon as I quit watching that, I'm like, I'm really digging this music. Like, <laughs> so, and I mean, there, we've got a lot of Mexican restaurants back home. Um, yeah, I like and, it I mean, too. That's all they play. But drinking it's just, margaritas, Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I. That's that, 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 that'll get me on my mariachi. Uh, everyone, uh, compact discs were things, CDs, I believe, is what the kids called them. Yeah, Noel had like five binders, like stacked. Yeah, full. I've, got, I've got he still does, yeah, because yeah. he put on a CD yesterday. So, yeah. do you remember eight tracks then? No, no, do you know what an eight track is? I know what it is. Oh, oh yeah. okay, no, my I mean, my my granny had them, <laughs> my granny, <laughs> she she. She had eight tracks of I've been like popping this. Mama's in the popping. No, she, eight tracks. no, she had no, no. She she's even old. she had like Andy Gri- She had like Andy Griffith like stand up on eight track and stuff like that. It was that's when comedy was clean. Yeah, but, but it was still, I mean, funny stuff. Oh, like his, it was awesome. Romeo no, and you're Juliet right. and his football skit and everything is still hilarious stuff. But, yep. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't really listen to anything. I'll listen to anything, but except rap, rap and I, yeah. I'll I'll listen to I'll listen to like 
the early early rap. Uh, cool this, in the this gang. Cra- this, oh this, yeah. This crap. Yeah. No, yeah. This crap nowadays. I'm no. I'll, I'll I'll put on my headphones <laughs> for this crap. As Noah Gregson absolutely tortured Noel yesterday with rap music. Yeah, oh really? Funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Hated he did. it. Stuart, how about you? What kind of music you listen to when you don't want to listen to the mariachi and old country? And I think we're all like reading our essays here. <laughs> yeah. like I mean, I'm pretty much the same as Noel. Like, I'll, you know, I love old country, Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash, but, you know, I like my, my metal. And, you know, the three of you, I'm looking at, Stuart, you are all tattooed up. Yeah. I don't know how many tattoos you have, but you have a lot. I lost count. Do you guys have tattoos? Yeah, I got F4. They're all covered up because I kind of got to be like the more businessy. I mean, I guess to today's standards, it really wouldn't matter. Wait, wait, matter, wait. But I mean, for what, what more businessy? Yeah. Like, I'm more I businessy. Don't know. I don't know what he's I mean, when I, go to, <laughs> when I go to the track and like I have to meet with these clients, you know, the higher end, you know, Fortune 500 companies basically. It can't be walking out there looking like Post Malone. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> no, no face tattoos for me or anything. I try to keep it pretty clean cut when I'm at the track. Guys, how can people find you and follow you like on social media and stuff just like come that? To North Carolina. Just come here and yeah. hang out just like uh, I am. Yeah. Just kind of make an office in our conference room is what you've done here. And <laughs> you can hang out all day. I, I, well, yeah, I, th- I think this is the third uh, uh, podcast that I've got to do today. And I think I got one more that you set up for me. Yeah, man. <laughs> podcast all day long. So listen, uh, I'll can decide. How can people find you guys? Uh, we are on the Twitters. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and I think it's just off-axis paint um, for all of them. It's pretty easy. And then we have off-axis, off-axis-paint.com. Um, and there's some stuff on there. Honestly, if you want to see the coolest stuff, go to our Instagram. Because, Instagram, yeah, yes. we, we post on there every day, and we usually do live videos in the shop at 2 a.m. I was just going to say, yeah. like the other day when I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning to come home from a trip, and we I just saw going a, live. Yeah. you guys, yeah, somebody went live, one of you guys, and it said something like getting motivated and you guys were working on my guitar. And then when I got home at eight o'clock in the morning, <laughs> yeah. I texted you and I said, I, I know it's Sunday morning, but was I dreaming or was you guys really working on my guitar? And you're like, ha, 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 ha. that's it. And so I yeah. did was laugh at like, me. Yeah, that, that was it. I didn't know you were serious about it. You're like, no, really, was I dreaming? <laughs> Because it was like so early in the morning. Yeah. It's like all we did was post it on our story. I don't think it was a... <laughs> yeah, and I went back looking for it, but it wasn't there. Guys, how can they follow you? I mean, because I know you guys have your own Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that other stuff. Or do you guys not want followers? Noel's yeah. still old school. He just has an Instagram. He has the MySpace. I, he has MySpace, MySpace I was yeah. going to yeah. say. <laughs> Check yeah, out no, his, I, his blog. Yeah. <laughs> I have... You still a- got an AOL account? <laughs> <laughs> You've got mail. <laughs> uh, I am at uh, McEwen Art on Instagram. You gonna spell it out? Yeah, M- please. M C E W E N A R T. Perfect. Hey, no kidding. I had to uh, email Jeff Burton for some stuff, and he still has an AOL email. <laughs> are you serious? Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I've I've still got Hotmail, and people are like, "You still use that?" I'm like, it. It works just it, fine, It works. <laughs> Stuart, how about you? I am on Instagram. Were you just looking up your, your account? <laughs> no. He, he oh, was looking at his phone, was... and he's like, yeah, okay, he here was, it is. He was following. <laughs> yeah, he was I was following Noel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm on well, Instagram at Ellis Customs, and everybody makes fun of me because it's Customs with a K. 
not a C. All those guys. It's oh, like you, if the, you if they knew the it. line of business they, we were in, they would understand. Yeah. So again, say it again. It's Ellis Customs, and it's with a K. No, okay. I got a uh, quick question <laughs> for you. Like okay. knife with a K. The three, <laughs> the three greatest living musicians. Take it away. Joe Bonamassa. Um, I'm a big Steve Vai fan. And it's awfully serious. I'm oh, think. So no, I'm like they're they're the ones I have the most. Yeah. I have the most CDs of theirs. <laughs> when not I, downloads, uh, not downloads. No. CDs, when CDs. I told him we were dropping off a guitar to Sammy Hagar this weekend at the track, he was like, "I'm I, going." Yeah, he didn't want to go to the race, and he was like, "I'm there. I'm going." Oh, I'm a big, I'm a big Montrose fan. You know, then Sammy's solo stuff, and then Van Halen, of course. And it's not Van Halen. And, Van Hagar. Van Hagar. All right, all right, Van Halen Mark II. Uh, yeah, this stuff that he's doing now with Jason Bonham and Michael Anthony and that other guitarist guy. I'm not. Tr- they keep changing guitarists, so I don't know who it is, but it's uh, it's gonna be a pretty pretty sweet show. What would Looking be something that you guys would want people to know about you? Us um, as a company, as a group, as an individual, we are super laid back. If anyone ever like sees us at the track or like wants to come hang out, we're. I feel like people see us as like a big company, yeah, and we're really not like and we're, super scared to like. Oh yeah, I'm in North Carolina, but you know, I don't want to like bug you guys. It's like, dude, this door's open, yeah. literally almost twenty four hours. I think that's yeah. the biggest thing. People, we're we're people, almost a Waffle House. People see us as like. Uh, <laughs> You know, these artists, one, artists that don't want to be bothered that paint for big, big name people or right. whatever, you know, big celebrities. And honestly, we're just, just it's like we haven't gotten just too artists good for that our own. Get to get the opportunity to paint for higher end people, I guess. I saw a picture on Instagram the other day and it was this kid had to be only eight or nine years old, maybe even younger. Dad was there behind him. And you were working with him to design his first helmet. Oh yeah, Miguel Pluto, his his son. That's really cool. When Unbelievable get- how cool that is to be able to share that experience as a family and what you guys do. I mean, it's, it's, it's always cool, cool to like yeah. paint the second generation or you know third yeah. or whatever. And uh, you know, I think that's one of the only ones we've we painted for his dad for so long, and then he you know he brings his son in and we get to paint his stuff. And you guys just don't wrap them, do you? No. No. no, I mean you guys try actually not to put paint any stickers on. Honestly, yeah. let, let me ask you this: weighs them down. I I, I heard a rumor. <laughs> I heard a rumor, and I and I and I want to know if this is true or not. That some teams or some drivers will come to you and tell you that if a helmet comes X amount of weight, it has to come back X amount of weight. Yeah. It cannot exceed whatever. The, are you telling me? It's a very true rumor. What? Yes, it is. Yeah. So yeah. you're wait, it's not wait. a rumor. <laughs> so people literally it's, it's get not, that it's not team. It's a certain team. Really? Yeah. So, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I mean, what are we talking? I mean, we're not talking pounds. No, we're Tens talking of ounces. So, what, yeah. so what does it matter? It would. You would think it would Poor not matter. Poor neck strength. But when uh, what that is. It's- they've actually done tests and and ran it through simulations and said, all right, if it's a a quarter of a pound extra, it's this much breaking force on your neck and and whatnot. So honestly, when these teams have unlimited budget, which a lot do, um, you pay an engineer to sit down and figure out very small things and how to shave bolts off to, you know, if you shave this much off 15 bolts, it's going to save you this much weight. Wow. And, you know, helmet paint just gets 
thrown into that mix, I guess, now. You Can cannot it? grow a beard. You've <laughs> got to cut that out. Yeah, yep. yeah. I always tell them, just make sure your driver doesn't eat a cheeseburger that day. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Can a person come in here, walk out of here, designing their helmet, buy the helmet, and buy everything else that they need? Are you a one-stop shop when it comes to helmets? Yeah, we try to be. Uh, that's, that's our biggest thing is... A lot of new dads get into this, you know, and their kid doesn't want to play baseball or something. They want to go race. And, um, you know, we try to be that place that they can walk in and get a fire suit, get a helmet, get it painted, get it all customized. You know, uh, I think the only thing we don't do is sell sponsorship because that's pretty hard to come by. But (laughs) (laughs) um, we try to make it really easy on especially new parents because we see a lot of people come in and you got to go to 10 different places to get your kid ready to go race. Cause there's right. a lot of safety issues in, you know, that go on and, and they might not know how it all works, you know? So we'll point them in the right direction for seats and anything else we can help out with. Do, or is the technology changing every single year with helmets or has it stayed pretty much the same? Um, I think it changed a lot like 2011 on, you know, after okay. a, a bigger wreck in, in Daytona. And I think things progressed very quickly and I think they learned a lot and it, it changed a lot over like the next five years. And now it's kind of leveled out. Like we, we know exactly what keeps people safe. What is the price range from just a regular standard helmet with just a decent paint job to, um, I'd what, say like, like what's like, the range? Just like eight fifty is probably our, our lower end. And, and, two, and that's painted and everything. That's just, just for paint. So, Oh, okay. Yeah, just for paint. You can get away with a helmet for, now, what, 500 bucks. 500 yeah. is probably good. No, you definitely <laughs> you can go don't want market. <laughs> you definitely don't want to do that. Yeah. It depends on what you're racing, honestly. If you're just racing go karts, um, if you're on a BMX bike or something, yeah, you want to keep the weight low, and you don't need it. You need a 100, 200 dollar helmet will probably keep you safe. If you're running 200 miles at Daytona in a 40 car pack, <laughs> right, you're gonna need a, something a little more when you slam into that wall. You what's know, the, I, I hope what's, it doesn't what's happen. The what's, what's the most you've seen a helmet go for? Just because of the technology of, of oh, it. like just the helmet, yeah. Um, a lot of like IMSA racing, you you have to get an eighty eight sixty rated helmet, which is um, the eighty eight sixty rating. This is a really boring stuff, but I know it all. <laughs> um, so like in the factory, when you when you see videos of them dropping weights from like twenty feet up and slamming right. in the helmets, that is a certain rating of when it's going to crack or, or anything like that. So eighty eight sixty is one of the highest rated. It has the uh, the strongest carbon. It's a different weave of carbon. Um, again, this is all boring, but, uh, <laughs> some of those helmets will go lot. for like five grand just wow. for the helmet. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. But, um, it's the safest thing out there and it's you know, a lot of the open wheel stuff. They'll use that because you never know when a brake rotor is going right. to come hit your, your face. You know, NASCAR is not so bad. You have a Lexan windshield and a roll cage around yep. you, but when it's open wheel stuff, it's, I nothing. mean, just like that one indie race where the spring come out yeah. and bounced and three cars back, it hits the dude in the helmet. Open right. wheel stuff is something you don't want to mess around with and on going you know, to get a hundred dollar helmet. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, luckily for that guy, just, you know, just the force of it, it knocked him out, but there was no cuts, no nothing. It was just, just the force of it knocked him out. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So that's one thing we definitely keep in, in mind when we, when we paint these things, yes, it's a canvas, but First and foremost, it's a safety, a pretty vital safety piece for these guys. So we make sure we do everything right. How, what's the longest you've ever spent on one helmet for one job? Uh, that's probably Noel. Uh, it'd be Spencer Gallagher's Ve- uh, Vegas themed helmet. It would, a week. Yeah. Really? I mean, yeah. It there's just so, so a week much. forty hours, a week eighty hours. Uh, eighty. Yeah. I mean, no it, was, it was about. It took about twice as long as 
just wow. one of our norm, you know, normal. That's like me and Noel working on it too. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, we had that's we were crazy. both trying to get it done. We were beating, you know, knocking on deadlines door and deadlines door, deadlines door. <laughs> Stuart, favorite helmet you have painted to this day? Hmm. I know I'm putting you on a spot, but I mean, it's, it, did you I'm get out your 100 questions of a boring? <laughs> No, interview. no, no, no. But I want to know because I'm going to wrap it up after this because I think it's cool. I would honestly say probably just an Allgaier's Darlington throwback helmet. Oh, nice. Just oh, because yeah. that was my very first full helmet that I got to paint here. Yeah. And for the simple fact that Justin pinstripes on the side. Yeah. And just for someone that would appreciate that type of artwork and it be my style that I'm good at. Yeah. And then he turned around, what was it? He wanted it, right? Yeah. Somewhere? I think it was think That's it was even Dover. cooler, right? Yeah, that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, he won in it in Dover. And... Wow. So it was pretty cool. Getting to see your stuff in Victory Lane is really, really cool. Is yeah. that like the the epitome of like, okay, I made it because they won? Yeah. Or, honestly, or like Truex last year, won the, uh, you know, uh, won the championship with you, one of your helmets, yeah. took it to the White House. I mean, is that like the ultimate? It's not like we make the car go any faster right. you know, or anything like that, but it's really cool. Honestly, my biggest thing now is I've, I've had plenty of helmets go to Victory Lane. That, that part is kind of, it's not, I wouldn't say that I'm not jaded to it at all. It's all it's still awesome. Right. But knowing being here in North Carolina and having all these drivers come into our shop daily and getting relationships with them and seeing them um, succeed in their dream by you know yeah. winning a race, you know even if it's the first time they've ever won or you know the first championship or anything like that, being a part of that part in their life is probably the coolest part for me now. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, it's still to me, you know, you know, just being from a small town in South Carolina. To flip on the TV and like they're flipping through in cars and you're like, that's mine. I've done that. Yeah. And you know, and then you sit down and you think about it. It's like, how many other people are looking at this? Like, man, that is a, that is a cool ass helmet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you don't, you don't really put in perception how many, you know, for us, it's just another day at work. Yep. Putting in work on a helmet. And then it's like, you go through like pit lane or something. You see people like it's sitting on the car and they're just, you know, picture after picture. Yeah. And it's like, never, you know, for me, I never thought that my work would be getting that much attention. Right. You know, I was just typical painting motorcycles and rat rods and yep. stuff like that. Just figured it'd just be local stuff. And No, before there, we wrap some, things up, what, cool what is your favorite? Um, Gosh. Oh, man. I was... I was Hoping you'd go to Greg on that one first. Because <laughs> oh, Greg, soon, do you have one? You, as soon as you I, asked Stuart, I'm, I was I started thinking of mine. I'm like, oh, I, don't I know, know. you're top, thinking. I have a like top ten list, but I think I think the most mine's all meaningful now. You right. know, like, I feel like I've done everything cool on a helmet, but um, having Justin Allgaier's little girl come in oh, every every awesome. year now, yeah. like she's done it, cool. done it too. So Not only that, but the videos and everything yeah, else so that comes with it. She's five now, and she comes in and for two weeks and paints a helmet with us. Yeah. And like, and then Justin, you know, he has no idea what it's going to look like. This yeah. year it was unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like the dad of the year to do it. But uh, like knowing her since she was born, and like now teaching her how to airbrush and yeah. like actually putting the gun in her hand and everything, it was it was really cool. So I think that those are my favorite projects. That's a good one. Yeah. No, we're gonna wrap it up All with right. you. So I, I think I, 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 it, I, there's a lot of pressure here. I know. Make it good. It's the ending of the I, podcast. The the ones that I really enjoy doing. Just end it right here. Just. <laughs> 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 and we'll be. Uh, 
I really enjoy doing like Matt Crafton's helmets because he'll have his daughter painted on the back of them, oh, and they're yeah. all different pictures. It's and she's doing some crazy, you know, little girl pose thing, or it's not even little girl pose. It's like just crazy stuff sometimes. Right. And, um, those are probably my favorite, just because I get to do some freehand airbrushing on it. Which I mean, that's that is my strong yeah. Bread that is my strong suit, and yeah. You used to get Marilyn Monroe on all. Yeah, all I used to helmets. get a few Marilyns on on the helmets, and then uh, when his daughter got a little older, she I, she probably had a little bit more input on what uh, <laughs> right. on what she was put on Marilyn. his helmet. So it's really cool though that yeah. he puts yeah. his daughter on every helmet. And plus, it's cool, you know, seeing Justin Allgaier's daughter come in. You know, with me and Noel, Noel's got a daughter. I have three. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you know, it's cool to you know kind of see it from a dad point of view and seeing how much work and heart she's putting into that for her dad is just like just out of this world so lily if you're listening (laughs) he'll be home soon yeah yeah (laughs) so and speaking of dad of the year you guys are amazing at what you do i have one question to ask you and i'm gonna wrap it up i promise and that is (laughs) have you ever done a roller derby helmet oh no oh you have you have oh yeah Oh, yeah, I have really. Well, like a whole team working at a yeah, working at a mall. Spring, <laughs> working at a mall in Springfield, <laughs> Missouri. I had a whole team come up to me, and of course, they all wanted something different. They couldn't because my daughter was she's like, Dad, yeah. I, have, I I would want them to do. And I'm, so I thought it would be a great Christmas present. Yeah. So I that's why oh, I wondered. You just ruined it now. Gosh dang it! Well, she probably doesn't <laughs> listen to my podcast. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no worries. I feel like we've been anyway. saying that on the Chevy stage for like a, over a year now. We're gonna paint a roller derby helmet. I know. But. Well, you know, my, my, my guitar was first. But does she, have, does she have a cool nickname to yes. put on it? So my daughter is a clinical psychologist. Well, Her name is Jessa. Her derby name is Jess. Bit psycho. Uh, <laughs> I like it. That's clever. Catchy. Yeah. Yep. So, guys, hey, I, I, it's been an hour. I cannot believe it's been an hour. It's, I, I, it's so cool to it. hang out with you guys. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you taking an hour to hang out with me outside the paint shop. So, again, this is Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, telling you that you can find all my podcasts at motivationalcowboy.com, iTunes podcast, and don't forget you can also download us at SoundCloud dot com forward slash outstanding life podcast thanks again we'll catch you next time this is johnny d the motivational cowboy telling you be safe have fun and have yourselves an outstanding day outstanding life is a soul bridge studio production